No, no. Yes, my bro. My guy, apologies, man. How you doing? I'm good. No problem. No problem. Oh, yeah. It's good to have you on, man. Let me just bro, slap man. on my headphone. Can you hear me okay? Clearly, bro. All good. Cool, 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 cool. Um, we thank God for technology that you we know. can now do podcasts <laughs> from the comfort of our own our own house and it will still be clear for the people. Um, let course. me start off with an intro. You know what time it is, people. It's the Make It Lucrative um, podcast. Lucrative, helping startups stay up, mill, making sure you're paid up. Describe the podcast. It's cool and corporate. It's corporate. And today we have our guest which I am so excited about and before I introduce him I want to give kind of a backstory about how we um crossed paths cross paths so I'm a um I'm an active Instagram user if I'm not using it for business I'm using it for leisure time and I was on the explore page and I came across somebody's page who looked quite in- interesting so I'm not one of those people that will come across somebody's page and then if I like their stuff, I won't like them out of pride or something. I'm, I'm, I'm a natural-born beg, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> and me being a natural-born beg has actually gotten me a lot of opportunities. So I encourage somebody, if you're not a beg or if you have too much pride and you're just like, oh, I'm not going to follow that person, I don't want them to know that I'm watching them or I don't want them to know that I'm this, no, throw that all out the window. Let's support each other. If you see somebody that you like, just follow them, give them a like, give them some encouragement. So anyway, I saw this guy, I saw this bro, and I just followed him. And my, you know what, I was I was supposed to message you, I won't lie, I, I had plans to message you. Because when I saw his page, I was just like, I literally wrote your name down in my notes. I was like, I want to get this guy on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, about two or three days after I get a message from this guy, and I got the message up here. Let me reread it. It says, my guy, love for the follow. Just came across your page in my notifications. Keep on spreading the word. I got that message. I was just like, you know what? This is God. But I need to shoot a message back. So I sent you a message like, bro, thank you for the follow. I love what you're doing. And I'd love to get you on the podcast. And I was like to my friend, he's he's messaging me about like what I'm doing because obviously I'm a pastor and everything and I do all of that stuff and he doesn't know like I followed him purposely because of what he's doing that business Crazy. financial side so I was just Crazy. like yeah so then we chopped it up on the in, on the DMs got your number and then we're here now so I want to introduce my bro the one and only CK talks money on instagram if you don't know you know a financial professional somebody who's been dropping jewels after jewels after jewels on the instagram making sure that his people are clued up and advised and aware of what is happening financially i want to give a big um thank you for joining us on the show thank you so much dk for joining us thank you so much bro for real no man it's love it's love and i want to just jump right into it um, you give it financial advice. You're always dropping yeah. jewels. But how did you get into like the whole world of finance? So me and myself, um, oh, that's actually quite a funny story. It's a mm-hmm. weird story. So um, my educational background is not finance. So I'll say Whoa. that straight off. I studied sports science at university. 
Whoa. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, that always catches people out when I, when I say it. <laughs> but, so, I studied sports science. Reason being, I used to play a lot of football. So, okay. my, my, you could have um, gone pro. Could have gone pro, but I got injured. You know how it goes, try, man. Try <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was one of those things that I thought to myself, rah, so this football team, it's like I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and I'm jogging, working mm-hmm. hard. And I just thought, I can't just put all my eggs in one basket because really, I didn't want to go to uni. Uh-huh. So, you know, being from a Niger background, you know, you have to uh-huh. kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Bro, yeah, you have to exactly. pattern it. So, I went to uni, um, applied, went to St. Mary's University. Um, and then a week into my degree, I was speaking to one of my friends and she was telling me, oh, like, have you heard about that um, new bank called Metro Bank? And I was like, Metro Bank? Like, what's that? Oh. She was like, yeah, like, I'm going to apply for a job there. Like, you should apply as well. So I was like, whatever, man, like, cool. So I now apply for the job long and shorts. Went to the interview. Bearing in mind, this is someone who has only ever worked, only had two jobs. One was a TK Maxx. The other okay. was in a gym. Like, I used to work in the gym, like, picking up weights and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So this is where man's coming from when I'm telling you this, these uh-huh. things. And then went to the interview. The Lord is my witness, bro. My, even my dad will testify to this today. <laughs> I was the only person in that interview without a suit on, bro. Whoa, you took I went a risk. There, bro, I went in there. I wore, I wore trousers. I wore, like, just imagine um, Carlton Banks. So, like, yeah. shirt. Um, jumper, yeah. but like a no sleeve jumper. Okay, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, was, yeah, I, yeah. I went, I went on that vibe. Boat shoes, ah, oh, bro. Uh-huh. So I went on that vibe, and I was thinking, right. Like, I walked in, I was thinking, I'm the only one here without a suit on. Like, but I thought, you know what? I'm here now. So let's just see where God takes me. I know mm-hmm. God will always guide my footsteps. Amen. So. I went to the interview now, no banking experience. I was speaking to all sorts of people. I've met a great guy there who had, he, I think he studied like um, banking and finance at university. Like whoa. I was literally just like, whoa, like I'm, I'm, I really feel like a very small fish right now in yeah. front of these people. And then went to the interview stage, did, an inter- did all the interviews. I got the job. And I was thinking, wow, like these guys, these lot have actually hired me. Like I don't know whoa. anything about banking. So... I can only put that down to the grace of God because I'm Amen. thinking there's Amen. no, I can't think of any other reason yeah. why someone would hire someone with no experience in an industry. Uh-huh. Like I can't, like for example, when you go to interviews, you can have, probably talk about your experience in that industry. I can't even do yeah. that. My yeah. only experience of banking is having a bank account. That was literally it. <laughs> I <laughs> you know love what I mean? That. Like, I love that's that. the only withdrawing the money. Like, <laughs> I'm telling like, you, not like, even depositing. Like, yeah, just withdrawing. Withdrawing, like money pay back, come back. <laughs> I'm telling you. So that's all I had, and I just thought, you know what? Let me just run with it, man. Like, and this, this is a very long story, but to kind of skip forward a bit, I ended up being in banking then for three and a half years. Wow. Um, yeah, man. My whole university. Um, degree I worked in the bank I worked there I, I worked part-time from the first year I was pretty much full-time towards the end of my second year slash third year because I was trying to get promoted and stuff like that like I just you know got into the flow of it and I finally felt like I had found a career path because wow. coming from the coming from where I was coming from all I knew was TK Maxx Saturday Sunday job 
yeah. and then going to a gym and working some hours here, like just literally ad hoc hours. I didn't even have like a rotor. It was just here or there. Like whenever okay. you're needed, you come in, you know? So it was just like coming to this level of structure and, you know, it made me a lot more optimistic. It made me uh-huh. understand what else was out there, learn more about the financial industry, you know? So then I graduated in 2015 and... I said to myself, I want to do something different now. So I did what we call CMAP exams. So um, CMAP exams are for anybody who's like um, qualified to advise on mortgages and insurance. Yeah, that's the exam you have to do. So I did those exams, passed those exams, became a mortgage advisor. Did that for another three and a half years. And then I thought to myself, wow, like, did like God's actually really like guiding me through this thing like so mm-hmm. I thought to myself you know what let me try something else and I went to go and work for the financial ombudsman service so um they are for, for those who are listening who aren't really familiar with them they are the organization in um in finance that if you have an issue with your bank they are the ones that sort out any problems between a consumer and a bank okay. so um, that's any oh, no, no, sorry not just a bank any financially regulated organization the financial ombudsman deal with that, you know. And now I work in investments. So now I work in investment management. So yeah, like it's been a, it's been a crazy journey, bro. It's been a roller coaster. There's been loads of ups and downs, but here we are. Here we bro, are. That that is that is actually an amazing story. That is Thank actually an amazing you. story because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have even taken that risk. Like you don't even have you didn't have a background in it. Uh, you were studying sports. <laughs> that is yeah. that is totally the opposite side of the spectrum. And you actually took that risk and you went for that interview. I know a lot of people that would have said, you know what, forget this, it's long. And just went for maybe an interview in another gym. So that's, an, that's, that's amazing. So I kind of want to get straight into it. Why do people need financial advice? I know it's kind of a broad question, but yeah, like in your question, in your um, opinion, why why is there such a need for financial advice? You know what? One thing I've realised, bro, is that there's a lot of gaps of knowledge in our society, and uh-huh. I feel as if why do people need financial advice? Because people make money, people work, people you know um, uh-huh. have their businesses, but I feel as if a lot of people, in the midst of making their money, they don't understand what they can do with their money. They don't understand how their financial choices can affect them, you know? Mm. And this is where mm. things like CK Money Talks comes in because the amount of mm-hmm. DMs I get saying, oh, bro, I didn't know this, but can I do this with my credit? And I'm thinking, wow, like, if I hadn't worked in a bank or worked as a financial yeah. advisor, I would be in yeah. the same boat as you. I wouldn't know anything. Yeah. And this is just how it goes because, like you said earlier, we're not taught this in school. <laughs> there, yeah. There's no yeah. course in our schools that teaches us this, you know. Mm-hmm. So the only way that we can ever learn this, if and if we're not from backgrounds where we're taught this at home, as in in our uh-huh. in our homes of our parents, then you're never going to learn until one you come across a page like mine, or until two you make a really bad mistake that you have to now learn from, you know. And one thing I've found with a lot of people that have learned things through their financial journey is that they have had to learn from mistakes and these mistakes can be costly. These mistakes can affect them for quite a few years, you know, but it's the only way that they were going to learn. Whereas if they'd had that education beforehand, they wouldn't have even had to make that error, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that people need it because it's just important to know what your 
um, you know, sort of like what your rights are, sort of like what your opportunities mm. are, what you have access to, what you can get with what you have access to, you know. So these are all the things that kind of come into play when I think about why it's important to, you know, um, have financial advice and just, you know, make the most of your financial situation. I love that. Yeah. So I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy kind of theory guy. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those guys. But don't you think that there's kind of like a hidden agenda to the reason why they don't teach something so important as finance in schools? Because uh, I hear like people, you, you know, people always say, "I've never used algebra when I've left school," but yeah. I've never been taught like credit and I've never been taught I remember to be honest being aware of credit I think I was about 20 when I first realized that I need to think about my credit score and maybe like the most you get taught at home is that okay save 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 save. and that's only you only get taught to save is either to build a house back home or just in case of like problems like that might occur that you need to save but yeah sometimes even when you kind of hear a lot of information on the internet sometimes it can be confusing mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. i came across somebody saying that oh sometimes saving isn't the best thing because of um if inflation that maybe you need to put your money into investment so right. why 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 do you, in your opinion, do you think like we don't get this information? Like, why is this information withheld and we're getting information mm. that 20 years' time after um, secondary school is pointless to us? I'm going to be very honest with you, bro. Like you said, I'm not a conspiracy guy either. But mm-hmm. I have a conspiracy for this one. <laughs> because me and one of my brothers, have, me and my brother Kenny, I've literally spoken about this millions of times. And what we uh-huh. came up with is that we both we both work in the financial industry now banks make uh-huh. money off people being in debt let's be point blank about that yeah so you know i didn't know that yeah so like, people being in it debt and holding money in accounts is where banks make a lot of their money which is why i'm not sure if you're aware of this but during that covid um quarantine period um uh-huh. banks a lot of banks lost a lot of money because they weren't able to do the same level of business with mortgages and lending, because mortgages is probably the largest loan that a bank would yeah. give out, yeah, on a property yeah. and an asset. Now, because they weren't able to do enough business, there's a lot of projected income they were expecting for 2010-20 that they weren't able to um, take advantage of because, you know, people are at home, no one's working, people can't afford to pay their mortgage. Now, uh-huh. my conspiracy is that they don't want us to learn that stuff because uh-huh. the banks and the governments are closely linked and it doesn't benefit our government for people to be aware of why they shouldn't be in debt or how to manage their finances best. Because what benefits our government is the relationship they have with the bank. And what benefits... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. God, as we're giving this information, protect, protect us from any principality Amen. in the government that will come Amen. in, you know, <laughs> attack our families for us delivering the people and giving them Amen. information. Amen. Carry on, carry Amen. on. So I feel that the bank that it does so the the government benefits from the bank's um income. Yeah. The mm-hmm. banks benefit from us being in debt. So wow. why would they want us to learn that? <laughs> they won't they they don't want us to learn that. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. You know, it's like when you say to it's like, I don't know, just to give a point blank example, you know, we're all, all us guys, we all go to the barbers, we all go and cut our hair. Yeah. Yeah. If someone came into your barbershop while you were trimming, saying, I'm giving out free barbering classes, 
And yeah. my specialist barbering course is learning how to cut your own hair. Every barber in that shop will be kicking him out of the shop. Exactly. So you're thinking, <laughs> well, like you're trying to mess up my thing, like what's going on here, you know? But it's like that's and that, that's my conspiracy behind it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Whether that's the reason or not, I'm not sure. No, I, but that is my reason. I, be, I believe it. I'll I'll run with that because it, it makes sense. <laughs> it's like that's a conversation that I, I remember being in secondary and primary school hearing my uncles have a conversation yeah. about that. That Oh, well, wow. yeah, they don't teach you what you need to know in school, and it's like mm-hmm. till mm-hmm. till now they don't teach us. So my question is, what can what can we do? Because I'm all about breaking the cycle. So what can we do? I wasn't taught about finance in school, but I might have a little brother, a little sister, a little child. Mm-hmm. What can like what is the best age to start speaking to people about finance to break certain yeah. cycles? Because I wish I wish somebody really gave me this information i i wish i knew that credit school was as important as not maybe getting a criminal record you know those kind of conversations like i was told okay don't get a criminal record because it can affect you in the future but i wish i was also told don't mess up your credit score don't go and get a payday loan or don't go and jump on kalana to get you know all those kind of stuff that you don't even think about so like what my question is what age should we start from and what kind of information should we be giving them Right, so to be honest, if you're going to go off age, uh-huh. I feel as if, so how old are you, um, what year are you when you're 15 years old? Year 11? Year 11, yeah, year 11, just from year, year 11, 10, yeah. you're going to year 11, yeah. Cool. So I say that age, wow. reason being, that was around the age when I noticed some of my peers at school, I'm sixth form, were uh, getting jobs, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's around the age when I got my first job. Yeah. And it's your first real personal personal relationship with money okay so that's the first time unless you have like a paper around the stuff which is fine uh-huh. um but that's your first relationship with money you get your ni number you yeah. know you're excited you want to yeah, get a job yeah. you know go and buy air forces you know what I'm saying? so <laughs> that's your first relationship with money and the reason it's important for me to learn i think for, for them to learn at that stage is that in about two years time if they decide to go down that route these younger people are going to go to university. Uh-huh. They're also going to be of an age where they can now obtain credit. So in, uh-huh. in order to obtain credit, you need to be at least 18. Okay. Yeah. So that's the age where you're exposed to things. The amount of people that have said to me, oh, when I started uni, um, I opened my bank account and just gave me a thousand pound overdraft. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the first time you're really exposed to you, it. You know that. You know you, what I mean? That's good <laughs> <that's laughs> overdraft, bro. It's I'm telling so you. Many people. <laughs> like, oh, bro. And it, it's, it's such a wicked thing because uh-huh. it's a cycle. It's just a vicious yeah. cycle. Once you use it, that's it. Uh-huh. Because most students don't have jobs when they're at university. They're reliant on their student finance and they're probably trying to find that. And if they do find a job, it's just to keep you sort of afloat. Yeah. That's not the time when you when you need to be thinking about paying off debts, uh-huh. you know, when you haven't even finished your degree yet. Uh-huh. And you're already going to be in a debt for when you're done in three years or uh-huh. four years, however long your degree is. So that age for me, 16, is important. Reason being, you can, you can plant seeds in the minds of those kids that when they do get to 18 the knowledge is there. Uh-huh. At least if they're not 100% clued up on it, they have something to remember. Uh-huh. Or at least they can reach out to somebody and say, oh, um, I remember you did this course with me two years ago. I've just been offered an overdraft. What's your view on this? Uh-huh. Or they can speak to their mum or their sister. You yeah. know? And even like me and you, Nana, as, uh-huh. as brothers, uh-huh. 
it's our it's also our responsibility to pass on the knowledge that we have. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because 100%. it's like I know I've made mistakes. I'm yeah. sure you have as Bro, well. A lot. A so, lot. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. So and it's like outside of all of that, we've just we just established that the that um the schools aren't teaching these things. But it's then our job as a society to educate those less knowledgeable than us. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's where CK Money Talks comes from. Uh, it's literally me letting people know. Like, some of the stories that I tell, best believe, they're my mistakes that I've made. I just don't say it. <laughs> it's like, bro, you I'm know, telling you. Even, some even of the, the stories podcast, I talk I about, that well. I did that. I'd be like, yeah, I, know, no, it's I, true. I know a guy who, who, who took out this loan. It's because my mum yeah. listens to the podcast, so <laughs> she doesn't need to know I, I took mean, out that loan. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, bro. Like, so some of these things, like, they're mistakes that I've made when I talk about... I speak about credit so passionately because I once upon a time had very poor credit. Mm. Thank God I've managed to work on it and learn mm-hmm. about the industry and, you know, get it, get it very high. But it's like, once upon a time, that was me. So in my eyes, I would be doing literally a disservice yeah. to, my, to my society if I didn't share this knowledge, you know? And since we're talking about knowledge and our community, yeah. as an advisor... Um, um, what are give me kind of a a um description of your your normal clients like who are the people that are using financial advisors that you see mostly is it asians is it caucasians is it black who who really like takes advantage of financial advisors that you'd see day to day in your office yeah well to be honest it just depends on the level mm. so if if we're going if we're going to go purely based off um, initially just purely based off Instagram yeah the demographic that usually hits me up is usually let's say mid-20s early 30s black people nice. you know because they have had a light bulb moment and realised wow I don't know this <laughs> you know there is the odd like 19 20 year old that'll be like oh this is amazing like they're probably still in uni uh-huh. they're just thinking oh like this is really good information this is sick you know, but usually it is people 25 and up because I feel as if when you get to that 25, yeah, you've made a lot of your mistakes already. Yeah, trust me. So now you're in a position where you're thinking, I need to fix this stuff. Uh-huh. I've made those errors. I need to now turn these around. Uh-huh. So that's what I get a lot of. I get a lot of, oh, um, oh like um, I went to the bank when I was younger. I did this and did that and this happened. Or I took out this loan. I didn't pay it back and this happened, you know. So a lot of, the advice I give and I don't want to mislead. So I'm not, so what, what you have in finance, you have an IFA, uh-huh. then you have, uh, which is sorry, an independent financial advisor. Uh-huh. Then you have what we just call financial advisors that do mortgages and yeah. stuff like that, or maybe even insurances. Uh-huh. And then you have like people who are neither, but they're experienced, okay. you know, in the industry. So I, myself, I'm a financial advisor. So IFAs and financial advisors are very closely linked because we do all these exams and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, I just always have to make sure that the information that I'm giving out is clear and concise because okay. you just asked me about the kind of people that get coming to me. And personally, one thing I've realised about my, about well, not my, our demographic, Nana, yeah. is that we're scared to ask for help. Seriously, bro. Seriously. And it's nearly, and, and it's worrying because... Mm-hmm. You could be in such a low, bad situation mm-hmm. and 
you're just keeping your cards close to your chest and you don't want to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. So me seeing a load of, you know, young black people messaging me, I'm thinking, yeah, like this is great because I'm I'm now going to share what I know with you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You're now somebody who I can, you're, you're within my reach. I can now influence you to increase or to better your situation. Uh-huh. So that's the main demographic and the, the main type of people that I get coming in. You know. No, that's that's that that is important. And something you said yeah. about we don't want to ask for help, and it's so mm. true. And I feel like yeah. um, I know recently was um, it was either Mental Health Awareness Month or Day. I'm not so it sure, was, yeah. but um, I believe that it's so linked. Um, a lot of the problems that, mm. especially the black demographic, face in mental mm. health can be tied to finance in some way because the stress yeah. and pressures of certain things that they've gone through due to a lack of knowledge can put you yeah. into a place and especially when you don't know where to ask for help i remember mm-hmm. um in the past i remember getting a a letter about something i old and you know you always have that one boy who's like clued up so like yeah. he's the one that we always go to when it's like anything worrying about um, um like finance business all of that kind of stuff he's um, he's my boy Dan, shout out Dan Wangi out here. Um, yeah, literally. So I called him up and I'm just like, I got this letter. They said this, 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 this. He was like, okay, <laughs> send me the letter, ready. He was like, okay, it's not a problem. And then um, it was like, as soon as he said it's not a problem, I just felt good inside. You get me? But it's like yeah. some people, if you don't have anybody to go to that can like understand these things, and if you don't understand it yourself, you're just going to put yourself in like so much problem and you're going to have anxiety and you're going to just not be okay so I, t- I totally get that one thing i wanted to ask since we're on the subject of the de- demographic is how yeah. important is um black pound day if you're aware of that because i know especially this year what's been happening and what is even happening now in africa and the continent of africa that we're praying for yeah. um yeah. is how important is like black wealth and keeping money in the black community um i know people put out some facts and figures about how long money stays in the black community compared to Mm. other communities but how important is like that black pound to be honest i think it's i think it's quite important Mm -hmm. but what i think is also important is for the black man or the black woman to Mm -hmm. also respect the business in which they are um liaising with Wow, and the reason I say that is because I have a I have a good friend of mine who um, runs a business, and his 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 average client is a middle aged white man. You know, wow. Um, he does very well. He charges about for what he does, he charges about hundred pounds an hour. So he's he's doing great. Wow. And as part of Black Pound, of course, his business was promoted, and you know, he, even he was thinking, yeah, this is great. You know, he's a fellow Nigerian brother like myself. So he said, yeah, like. Black Pound, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh-huh. And what he said to me was that that week where he did his Black Pound Day um, promotion, stuff like that, was probably the least his business has ever been valued since he started. Whoa. You, know, you understand what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, why? Like, what's going on? And he said to me, you know what, bro? It's like, the white man will come to me and say, I'm here for an appointment because of blah, blah, blah. What's your price? I know your price. Let's pay it. Let's get it cracking. Uh-huh. But in the the black, let's say, the way you said it, he was like, uh, a Nigerian auntie now came into the place. I mean, you know, she, she recognizes that he's a, he's a Nigerian boy. And she now was saying, 
oh, you know, like that price is too high. Yeah. You should now decrease it, this, this, that. And he was saying to me, if she went to go and see a white man who does what he does, she wouldn't be asking for a discount. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's something that I saw Future posted as well a couple of weeks ago saying, when we go into Gucci and Louis and we want to buy and we don't, you know, we don't do ask drip, for a discount. We don't ask for discount. But when your brother has a clothing line uh-huh. and, the, and the T-shirt's only £30, uh-huh. you're asking him to give it to you for free. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the black, whole Black Pound Day thing's important, but we need to also realise that if we're going to do this, we need to make it a natural habit of ours. Yeah. This isn't something that should just be a... Like, for me, it shouldn't be a day. Uh-huh. It should be something where we genuinely make effort to benefit and increase our brothers' and sisters' businesses, uh-huh. you know? So even the Black Pound Day, great initiative, keeping money in the black community, amazing. But we need to make it a regular habit, you know, we really do. I love that because we don't go into Tesco's and ask for a discount. We don't need, we, we, don't. we, we even know it's policy, you can't even bargain. Like, Can you imagine? They, we're, we're lucky if they even give us their staff discount, you get exactly. me? Exactly. But it's exactly. like, take a Ghanaian store, a Nigerian store, a Zim store, We'll go in there and it's just negotiation after negotiation. I'll give you I'll give you one pound for four pieces of bread. Like I'll give you I'll give you five pounds for two yam. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And it's yeah, like it's true. coming from the place where my mum's owned a business before, I I've seen that a lot of stuff they're selling, the profit margin isn't even that big. So when you're giving somebody discount, it's so like you're not even making enough money off that thing. So that is exactly. that is a hundred percent true. Quickly, because we've had a good conversation, I just got yeah. about two more questions for you. Um, I just want to kind of want to go on to like startups and say you've got somebody who's just started a business. They have no, they don't even have like um, 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 business knowledge like that. Say they're selling a product, let's say t-shirts or something, and it's going really well. Um, in the life cycle of business, when would you advise that they see or they seek financial advice. And let right, me even make okay. it a bit more. They they don't have to, they're not aware of tax. Maybe they they've just registered their business on company house, but their business is actually doing really well. Um, when should they think about like seeking financial advice? So at this point, have they already started? Yeah, yeah, they've started. They're jogging. They're just okay. got this, slinging out t-shirts, like yeah. sending them cool. out. Cool. Well, initially, if, if you told me they hadn't started it, I would have said they should start thinking about, you know, their finances straight away. Okay. Because, of course, T-shirts, it comes with costs. You know, I know there's printing costs. I know there's probably delivery costs. Yeah. So, really, if you're going to be talking about starting a business, I feel that somebody should literally know from the very beginning, even when you're just setting up your initial business plan, um, you should know kind of what you're looking to do with it. At least then that will help guide your finances in the right direction. For someone who's already started... Someone who's already started, I will say it pretty much depends on what your plans for your business are. Now, if this is their full-time jug and that's all they do, uh-huh. I will say that, one, they definitely need to see an accountant because okay. if this is their main source of income, they need to know that their accounts are all in order. The accountant will also then advise them on tax. Shout out my good friend, Anita. She is the accountant that I use, and Hardeep as well, Anita and Hardeep, if you guys Love want that. me to shout them out. Me, you know what I'm saying? Because those two, when it comes to this accountancy stuff, even uh-huh. for me, they, they look after me, you know? So Love. it's key to know these things because it's like tax is something that, once again, dare I say it, not taught in school. You uh-huh. don't learn about that. 
It's not until you get a job that you start seeing all these deductions, you realise what t- that tax even exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, it's actually mad, bro. bro. bro, bro. <laughs> like, when you see that deduction, and you're just like, you're just my like, guy. You see the deduction, you go to your manager, it's like, raw. Literally. Even NI. Which one is NI again? Uh, like, Who's NI? What? <laughs> what? Well, I worked for that money. <laughs> Bro, it's heartbreaking. Bro, bro, do you know it's but, so funny? Um, yeah. I was working in recruitment, yeah, and then yeah. somebody got their bonus, yeah, and then they told the manager, "Ah, oh, can you pay that? Can um, can you pay that in cash to me?" Lord have mercy. And the manager was like, "What? What do you think we're running here? You think we're running an illegal business? Like people don't oh, understand, man. bro. Don't get it. Don't get it. So." From the point that you realize that your business is even long term and you want to keep going with your business, I would say. And the thing about financial advice, you, you probably need financial advice for your accounts. You need an accountant. So uh-huh. that's why I always feel like it's good for people who run businesses to have different avenues that, that they can go to. If someone is running a business and they wanted to buy a property and they wanted to understand um, what, for example, for myself now, they run a business, they want to buy a property, they want to know how much the bank will lend them. They can come to me and I'll be able to calculate what the bank will lend them. But before they come to me, they still need to go and see the accountant because the accountant needs to tell them how their income is going to pan out or what's going to look like on paper. Mm. You know, so as well as financial advice, there's a, there's accountants as well that you need to look at. You know, so I would say whenever you're in a business, I would say from the initial early stages, you need to be doing that. Because it will, especially like I said, if it's your full time thing and it's what you're going to be doing until further notice, you need to have all of that in place beforehand. That's 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 very interesting, and that was very needed. I see the last thing I asked: three pieces of advice or tips that you would leave on finance for us today before we go. On finance, okay. Um, stay. Firstly, stay on top of everything. So when I say stay on top of everything know what your outgoings are, know what your credit is, know what's on your credit file. Yeah, that's the first thing I'll say, because even having a chat with some, one, of my, one of my brothers yesterday, and he was telling me that he's got certain direct debits that he doesn't even know when they come out, and I was like, my mm. guy, like, come on, bro, you need to be uh-huh. organised. Uh-huh. So be aware. The second one, seek knowledge. You know, if there's anything that you're not sure about, even things that you haven't thought about before, think about them speak to people hit me up for like for goodness sake like ck talks uh-huh. money on instagram let me know even if i don't have the answer for you i can find the answer or direct you to someone who can give you the answer so uh-huh. definitely seek knowledge and the third thing that i would probably say is don't be discouraged and the reason wow. i say that is because especially when i look at the um credit DMs that I get. There's a lot of discouraged people out there. And just because you have a past of bad credit or bad money management, it doesn't mean that can't change. Wow. You know, like you can develop discipline, you can develop new habits that can help you manage your finances better. Before you go, it's just fun. plug yourself in. Where can we find you? Where can we watch your stuff? Where can yeah, we like book a consultation? Yeah, so my Instagram is CK Talks Money. So You'll find me on the gram. That's how I linked up with my new brother Nana. Um, if you Trust go, me, come on, bro, man. Bro. If you go to my bio, there's a link tree there. You can book a consultation. You can go to my LinkedIn page if you want to learn more about my journey, like career-wise. That's also on there as well. 
Uh -huh. um, these videos that I put out, so they're all on my Insta, on my IGTV. They will be on YouTube very soon as well. I respect that everybody isn't an Instagram user who might be listening to your podcast. But yeah, just hit me up, man. Hit me in the DMs. I do reply to DMs as well, so feel free. <laughs> you know, I'm not busy. <laughs> so, trust yeah, me, man. bro, trust me. No, it's been a pleasure having you. Make sure like you follow him on all platforms. Make sure you subscribe to his podcast. Everybody that's watching you, um, if I'm listening for the first time, and you know what it is. It's been the most lucrative podcast. You know what it is. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> TK, th TK, thank you so much. Like, that, to be honest, yeah.